Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out www.nhte.net. Be sure to sign up for the email newsletter there, which is quick and easy. All that's required is an email address. Be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. We are thrilled to be on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Lots of great guests on Now Hear This Entertainment, or as I've taken to calling it, NHTE. Joining me today here on location in Anaheim, California, my guest is the host of a weekly pop culture podcast called The Incomparable, which is the flagship of The Incomparable Radio Network, which features various podcasts. This is episode 143 of my show. The Incomparable Radio Network has built up a couple hundred episodes. My guest is also part of Upgrade, which is essentially the official Six Colors podcast. Plus, he is the co-host of TV Talk Machine, with his co-host being the chief TV critic at The Hollywood Reporter. Plus, my guest is also a co-host of a podcast called Liftoff. It's my pleasure to welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, Jason Snell. Hi there. I need to stop doing as many projects as I'm doing because it will take forever. I'll, I'll just die before the announcements uh, are over. There's a lot of projects going on. Yeah, it could be one of the longer intros I've had to do yeah, in a while. Yeah, there's a lot. I've learned how to simplify wh- what I do to a couple of websites now because there's too much. Well, thank you for openers for doing this. It's thank nice you for to having meet me. you. Yeah. Um, and thank you for taking the wind out of my sails after two and a half years, 143 episodes now, and having gotten listeners from 124 countries around the world. Wow, how the heck many podcasts are you are you a part of? How do you keep track of them all? I'm not sure I can keep track. I So I have the the Incomparable, which I've been doing every week since 2010. So we're at 320 wow. episodes wow. or something like that, which is ridiculous. And then there are some spinoffs of that. And then um, when I... Uh, when I had a career change a couple of years ago, I started a bunch of technology podcasts that I do with a different network called Relay, um, Relay FM. And so, yeah, it ended up being lots of different projects. Some of them are passion projects and some of them are more revenue generating projects. <laughs> and so it's always a little bit from, from both columns there. But that was, uh, it, it's hard to keep track. I have a schedule. My week is sort of defined in many ways by the podcast I do Monday morning and the podcast I do Friday afternoon and the podcast wow. I do on Wednesday morning. And, and it, it helps me, since I work at home, it helps me set a little bit of a rhythm. But there's also a lot of planning involved. Yeah, I'm picturing this enormous whiteboard that's got your whole schedule on it. That's a good idea. I do have a Google, I do have a couple of Google spreadsheets that have planning documents in them. And, and then uh, my calendar has a lot of post this podcast on this date, record this podcast on this date. And, <laughs> stuff like that, just traffic management, because there's a lot. I also do a bunch of the podcasts I do are pre-recorded, where we will do a a large number of them at once and then uh, Mm -hmm. spool them out over time. So Mm -hmm. even though some of my weekly podcasts are really a commitment that I make every six weeks or every every 10 weeks, and uh, that that helps mitigate it a little bit, too. How difficult is or isn't it to do an interview that you know isn't going to be released for weeks and weeks from the day that you do it because it has to be essentially evergreen content so there's nothing real time sensitive in there where someone's listening to it on you know, January 2nd and saying, wait a minute, they're saying Christmas is right around the corner. What the heck? Yeah, you have to almost put yourself in a parallel universe. You have to you have to pretend, and I used to work in magazines, so we had the same thing. I mean, I, I was writing stories about the holidays 
in August, right? Wow. And the summer wow. wasn't over yet, and we were writing stories about Christmas because of the lead times in print magazines back in the day. And it's a very similar kind of discipline where you have to remind yourself the context. And I just did that. We did a uh, an interview with somebody that was going to be posted um, before a couple of episodes that we had already recorded. And my co-host started um, referencing one of them, and I had, I actually had to stop him and say, "We th- those haven't happened yet." Wow. And uh, it, it can get complicated, but it's yeah. just something you've got to keep in the back of your head. When is this going to be, you know, pretend it's October, even though it's September. But that's great that you had the magazine background because obviously that does very much condition you to where, okay, I can do this. I'm ready. I, I understand what I'm up against and what the schedule is or isn't. So what I can and can't say. Yeah. And as, as a content creator, I think you're always thinking about, um, or you should ideally be thinking about who your audience is and how they're going to consume the thing that you're making and put them in, put yourself in their shoes. And then, then you realize, I'm somebody listening to this in November. And then that becomes a lot easier to sort of pretend it's November, even though it's, n- yeah. it's not, and pretend whatever you need to pretend in order to get the structure right. Because the goal is to get the end product, not... Pe- some people want to see behind the see behind the scenes, but generally the goal is the end product, which, uh, if you can keep that in mind, it all starts to make sense a little bit. And listeners, uh, this is making me think of episode 72 with Nelson Montana, who does probably as much with journalism as he does with music. So go back and listen to episode 72. Uh, Nelson Montana, I believe, if memory serves me correctly, plays 11 different instruments. So that was uh, a very interesting conversation. And uh, similarly, episode 114 with Rick Sipes. Um, He's based out here in California. He's uh, more a musician than he is a journalist, but um, talked on that interview about uh, some of the journalism that he's done and actually how it... Uh, impacts and helps his songwriting. Um, Jason, I want to backtrack a tad because what I didn't mention in the intro, the big, long, yeah. catch your breath, you know, you can you can do this, Bruce, uh, was the work that you had done for many years writing for Macworld. Um, did you magically find a way to get more than 24 hours into a day? I, I imagine that you must be some sort of time management expert. I'm at this my point. friends who love time management say that I'm terrible at it uh, because I don't have a system I, or I do have a system, but it's not a, a system that anybody would replicate. I think for me, I've always, um, I've always been interested in side projects. I've always had a side project going when I was in college uh, and I worked at my college newspaper. I started a, an internet magazine in the early days of the internet. Wow. Um, when in when I started working in computer magazines, I had a blog that we started before they were called blogs about television called TV that actually got a little bit of a following even in the TV industry. And then um, with the podcast, it's a similar thing. And I, I'd say... Because my my day job essentially is a writing about and understanding technology, and I've always been fascinated in media technology. One of the things that sort of inevitably is a consequence of me um, con- considering media technology stuff is wanting to try it out. And the side projects almost invariably are things that I want to try out because they are going to inform what I write about about the technology side of it, and they let me have a creative outlet that I might not have when I'm writing about a, a computer or a smartphone. And so I, I feel like that's a, that's been a consistent thing. So they kind of all feed into each other. They're not completely separate. Mm-hmm. And I think that may be the secret to how I'm able to have these multiple projects and not have my head explode is that they're <laughs> all kind of related, if not in subject matter, in terms of, you know, when I, when I edit podcasts and I learn about a new method of uh, processing a podcast on an iPad and uploading it to a cloud service in order to get it to sound right when it's delivered 
via SoundCloud or something like that. Well, there are some articles in there that I can write that, about how you do that and what that means for the iPad as a podcast platform and things like that. So I, they tr- hopefully they flow back into each other. I'm listening to you say all this and I'm thinking you must have all kinds of friends that say to you, do you get all kinds of free gear, all kinds of free equipment? That's got to be one of the most common refrains that you hear. Yeah. Well, what I always say is I get to play with all the new toys, but generally they're review units that I have to send back after a while. So I've got like the new Apple laptop that was just unveiled as we recorded this a couple of days ago and it's not mine. It, they will, you know, I will give it back to them in a few weeks and, but I get to play with it in the meantime. So it's, it's much more like that. It does mean that I do occasionally buy things and the justification isn't, I want this. It's, I should write about that. And is that a little bit of a justification of something that I really do want? Sometimes, sometimes it is. <laughs> but it's but enough. Some, but it's a, yeah, but it is a legitimate thing as well. Uh, does that mean that you don't venture anywhere near the PC world? It's never been my thing. I mean, I always used to be able to navigate pretty well in DOS, and I was able to do Windows 3.1 pretty well, and then wow. Windows XP pretty well. Windows 10 is sort of a mystery to me, um, but I was always on the Apple side uh, of the house. That the, uh, you know, I bought a, an Apple II, and then I bought a Mac when I was in college, and, and so uh, the Apple stuff has always interested me more. I was a computer guy, so I, I knew how to do the other computer stuff, but I always preferred the Apple stuff. Yeah, needless to say, with all the music guests that I'm always talking to, they're always talking about Macs and GarageBand and things of that nature. And uh, I want to say to each his own, here I am doing this in the PC world, and, and it's served me just fine. Yeah, but, I mean, there, there are tools, and there are different tools. I, I, I noticed when we got started, I was I was noticing your setup here. I was noticing you're using Reaper. I'm on a Mac. I'm using Logic. But I, writing about podcasting, I've actually gotten to know sort of the equivalent of some of the words that I write about, some of the, the concepts, because I do have people ask me, well, okay, but I'm on a PC. What do I do? And I'll, I'll say, well, don't use Logic. Then you look at Audacity, look at Reaper. Deeper, and mm-hmm. I can go down that path a little bit with them. Um, and so, yeah, it's uh, these are all tools to, uh, if you're a creative person, you know, you're, you're picking your tool and you want to pick your tool of choice, what makes you comfortable and what you, makes you the most creative and productive. So you, you touched on this a little bit, but I just want to, again, address the idea of, because I wondered as I prepared for this today, is, is the idea behind being a part of so many podcasts so that Jason can cross promote over the various shows or, or is the idea of being a part of so many podcasts something else or is it kind of both? Uh, it's a little bit, I mean, so I, I, I left Macworld after 15 years, a couple years ago, and I wanted to, I had a bunch of sort of pent up, I wish I could do this project, but I can't do it when I'm employed by a technology publisher. So some of it was just pent up ideas, uh, shows I wanted to do that I hadn't been able to do before. Um, I do think some of that feeds back, um, so it'll cross promote. I think some of it too is that not every show is for everybody, and rather than saying, I'm going to do one show, and I hope you like it, and if you don't, that's all I've got. Sorry, mm. go go somewhere else. Interesting. And I, I you know, I, I don't want my shows to be the same. I, I want them to be very different. So, like, I have a show that is the traditional technology podcast, which is two guys talking about technology for ninety minutes every week about what's in the news. And that's a genre of show that I always really liked, and I wanted to have one. And now I have one. It's great, and that's upgrade. But we also do a show called Clockwise that's also on the Relay Network, and it's um, it's myself and a co-host Dan Morin, and we have two different guests every week, and we have each of the each of the participants brings their own topic and we discuss them all and the show yeah. is never longer than 30 minutes and yeah. the feedback I get from that is that they love the different voices and they love the fact that unlike many podcasts technology especially it's not long it's never
never longer than 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. I have to, if we go 35, I have to cut five minutes out of it before I post wow. it. Wow. Wow. And, and you're the, you're, uh, you know, that's, that's commitment. I wanted to fill that niche and, and I've gotten some really positive response to that. So not everybody's going to listen to clockwise. Not everybody's going to listen to upgrade or any of the other podcasts I do. So some of it is just, I want to, I want to explore how these are different. And, um, and some of it is that I am acknowledging that, um, as much cross promotion as I might be able to benefit from a little bit, it's also maybe I'm going to help them find like the thing I do that they like, and mm. they don't have to listen to all the things I do. Interesting. I like the uh, the approach of the guest is going to dictate what we're going to talk about. Uh, it's it's probably a nice change for you in the sense that you're generally dictating how the conversation is going to go. And all of a sudden you're kind of the one that's on the quote unquote hot seat saying, Oh boy, I have to react instead of taking the lead. Yeah. And I wanted to do a formatted show and clockwise is definitely that where everybody takes a turn. The turns are specified. You know, you go that that's where the name comes from is if you imagine four people sitting around a table, the conversation moves clockwise. Everybody gets a say about one person A's topic and then person B brings their topic to the table and everybody gets a say. <laughs> and it's a lot of fun, but it is, and it's stressful for the people who are new to it. But I, I find great comfort in the fact that the, it's, it's, it is like you said, it's a format. Uh, so everybody brings their own topic. I don't have to pick four topics. I don't have to orchestrate how the conversation's going to go. It just sort of flows based on how we set up the show. Okay, listeners, uh, don't listen to this part. Um, and it's less work for you, right, Jason? <laughs> uh, it, 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 well, getting the work, every show has something different in it that causes the work. The work in Clockwise is booking guests. Having two new guests yeah. every week yeah. is a lot of work. Yeah. Uh, the, and the editing, if we run over, is a lot of work. But, <laughs> but yes, in terms of, uh, the, we literally have a shared spreadsheet on, on Google Docs that people put their their topic into. So uh, it's like self-serve wow. podcast topic. Wow. Like, here's the link. Okay. Go put in your topic. See what the other topics are. And then show up on Wednesday morning at nine and we'll mm. talk. Well, I admire you for, for putting yourself in a vulnerable position because it's easy to sit here and have a script already written out and know what I'm going to ask you, but to sit there and say, okay, this person wants to talk about X, but I don't know what they're going to say. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, granted, we never know what our guests are going to say. You, you can ask them the most routine question and all of a sudden they go off into left field and you go, <laughs> oh my gosh, how do I reel this person back in? So hats off to you for being willing to put yourself out there and say, you know what, I'll be a little vulnerable on this and just hope that being a veteran podcaster, I can react on the fly. Yeah, I... I, I what, what my co-host on that show and I say is, you know, we've done it 150 times now. Eventually, we'll, we'll get it right, but at least we're <laughs> learning as we go how to do it. Uh, once in a blue moon, I'm interviewing my music guests and we'll ask them who they're listening to these days. So I wonder, in your case, if you even have the time to listen, whose podcasts do you like to listen to or, or at least maybe what genre of podcasts do you like to listen to? Well, as I, so I don't have a commute anymore, so I actually listen to way fewer podcasts than I used yeah. to. And I do listen to a lot of technology podcasts. My favorite technology podcast is called Accidental Tech Podcast, which is three guys talking about technology. And uh, it's, it's weekly and it's about 90 minutes long and it's very geeky. Um, <laughs> I like a, a bunch of... Um, there's some entertainment podcasts I like. The Flop House, which is from Maximum Fun, is a comedy podcast about bad movies from uh, the former head writer at The Daily Show and a mm. current writer at The Daily Show and their friend who's a bartender but also excruciatingly funny. <laughs> Hello from the Magic Tavern, which is actually performing here at uh, at this festival where we are in Anaheim. They uh, that, That's actually one of my favorite podcasts, and I'm very excited to see them live. And that's an improv uh, uh, improv sort of comedy fantasy show uh, that it makes me laugh out loud. 
I'm a sports fan, so I've been listening to a bunch of uh, sports podcasts. Jonah Carey has a podcast on Nerdist that I really like. Um, I like the podcast, which is uh, Joe Posnanski from NBC Sports and Michael Schur, who is the uh, creator, co-creator of Parks and Recreation and oh, yeah. um, and uh, The Good Place and Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and they talk mostly about baseball, um, but other sports as well. Um, there's So there, there's so many. So, so it, you it, do find the time, it sounds like, as, as overwhelmed as you are, you do find the time well, to listen to others. It's a lot of, uh, at this point, my showers and my washing of dishes and my walking the dog <laughs> is all podcasts because I want to get all of those, um, all those podcasts. Awesome, in. awesome. I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on location here in Anaheim, California is Jason Snell. He is the co-host or host of several podcasts. Check him out online at www.sixcolors.com and follow him on Twitter. His handle is jsnell, as in the letter J, followed by Snell. On his website, you will find links to the various podcasts that he is a part of, whether it's a website for the podcast or a platform to listen to it on. Some of those shows have their own social media as well, so get online and check it all out. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nhte.net, as in Now Hear This Entertainment, nhte.net. For every episode of this show, we have there the full audio, plus the guest's photo, a link to their website, and quotes from the guest on each show. Sign up for the e-newsletter at nhte.net and subscribe to this podcast. Tell others about it, too. Subscribing is free, and it makes it so easy to get the show every week on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or by following on SoundCloud. We are thrilled to be on Google Play Music, too. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nhte.net to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and to follow on Twitter and or Instagram. If you're a new listener to the show, thank you very much. Please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. I mentioned two of them already, Nelson Montana on episode 72 and Rick Sipes on episode 114. As always, many thanks, of course, to those who are not first-time listeners. I very much appreciate your time and your interest and support. And by the way, remember that when you're looking for books, music, whatever, go to nhte.net and click on the tall Amazon banner to get there so that you can help this show in the process of buying whatever it is that you need from Amazon. Jason, let's do a little background here. What was the first podcast you ever produced, ever hosted, uh, and when was that, and why did you start one up? Oh, man. Uh, I would say probably, uh, so that that blog that uh, my friends and I did in the 90s uh, was called TV, and we did T-E-E-V-E-E, and we did a podcast mm. that we did about seven episodes of. We were really worried that we were going to crash our server because <laughs> a file as large as an MP3 file coming off of a server. In those days, the infrastructure and the bandwidth was so limited. Um, so we did a few episodes of that. They... I. Uh, they don't. They're still up. They sound terrible. Um, <laughs> and then I also produced a few episodes of the Macworld podcast here and there. Um, so the, that's the, that's where I started. Is there was sort of a uh, an attempt with uh, with the TV podcast, and then uh, in my day job um, we had a weekly podcast that uh, I did not every episode of. I was never the permanent host of it, but I I would host some of the episodes and and put those together. And those two experiences were the things that kind of coalesced, I guess, in uh, a couple of years later in, in me starting the incomparable. And that was the first podcast that I did weekly myself. 
And but TV, you were just doing that for fun? Yeah, and that was, uh, I mean, that was a blog we were doing for fun. It was a bunch of college friends and other connected friends, many of whom are actually panelists on The Incomparable now. It, it really uh. is sort of the follow-on from that same group. Um, and that was the early days of the web, and nobody really knew what, the, what it was going to be. We were just writing funny essays about TV shows and reviews of TV shows and thought we would try doing a podcast. And the technology was really not very strong. That was that very beginning of, of podcasting where everybody was... You know, they had put podcasting support into GarageBand, and Steve Jobs had announced they were going to put them on iTunes, and uh, so we thought we would try it out. But uh, the infrastructure of the internet has come a long way in terms of uh, creating and serving podcasts, and then there's the uh, receiving podcast thing that really has transformed this medium where now we've got smartphones and apps that will automatically download the podcast. Thankfully. Back then, back then you had to you basically had to drag podcasts one by one into your iPod from your computer, and that was not a good experience. So we, You we mentioned before the early days of blogging, and, and, you, and I think your exact words were what they weren't even called blogs. I'm trying to remember. I think that were they called all one word was it web blog and was it called something before that i can't remember well before that there wasn't a word for it i mean we yeah. were trying to explain what the what tv.org was and and we said it's a website i mean it's that's we there wasn't now we would just say that it was a blog but yeah. back in those days there wasn't even a they word were for musings it. that we posted online yeah i mean it was <laughs> it was pretty rudimentary and I, I believe most of the posting happened because people would send me, email me stories and then i was the one who had access to the system to post uh. them uh, for a long time so th- those were the Early days, which is fun because medium when a medium is new and there are no rules, everybody gets to explore it, and that is one of the things that drew me to podcasting. The ah, same thing, okay. It's fresh ground, and we don't really know what it's going to be, and there are lots of things to experiment with, and it reminds me very much of the early days of the web. Nicely said, nicely said. You did so much for so long with MacWorld. How does someone in that industry become so immersed with pop culture, as is the case with the incomparable. I think I, uh, I think I just always was uh, somebody who was interested in that stuff. Uh, the, I mean, having a, a blog about TV is a good example of that. I was a kid who watched a lot of TV. I read a lot of books. I was always fascinated in that stuff. Um, I would say also. Um, a similarity between the two is uh, I was writing reviews and, and trying to apply kind of critical thinking to computer products. And that comes from the same sort of critical thinking space as reviewing a TV show or a book and saying, what, you know, what is this meant to do? And what do I think it does well? And what do I think it does poorly? And I, as a consumer of entertainment and a consumer of products for computers and things mm-hmm. like that, I was always somebody who is trying to apply that that kind of critical eye and I think that um, I think that's the common thread there um, plus I just love yeah I love movies and books and TV shows and and music and I've always been somebody who in my spare time consumes that stuff it makes sense and I like how you drew the connection there because you do kind of see Macworld and you're you have one picture in your head and then you think pop culture and you go well, wait a minute how do these two possibly come together and you just did a nice job of showing how they go together that's my self-analysis anyway Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is don't get so comfortable at a repeat booking that you adopt an attitude of, I've done my time, I can dress how I want now, or if you're a female, I don't have to spend all kinds of time on hair and makeup anymore for playing here. 
Remain in gratitude and look and play like it's your first time there. And that is today's Bruce's bonus. How about that? Helpful? There are a whole bunch of tips just like that over all the prior episodes of this show to make it easy for the listeners out there who are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers to get the tips in one concise format. There is a Bruce's Bonus Book Volume 1 and a Bruce's Bonus Book Volume 2 for purchase in ebook format, giving you all the tips from episodes 1 to 40 and 41 to 80, respectively. Just go to www.brucesbonusbook.com for online ordering and instant delivery. Jason, with the incomparable, how do you keep up on the latest in pop culture? Do you watch a lot of TV? Are you constantly reading? Do you have certain resources that are your go-to places for what everyone's talking about? It's really hard. Um, I, I, to be honest, having a pop culture show every week like the incomparable, oftentimes what we're doing is we're talking about a movie or we're reading a book. And it's it's the fact is that I, a lot of my entertainment consumption now is driven by what we're going to talk about on the podcast. And it can be wearing at times, but as the host, the, the, the way the podcast works is we have a large panel of people. Um, so not every episode has 15 or 20 people on it. We have, you know, maybe five, six, four. But the uh, the group is large, which means that when I pick a subject, the only only people who come on who have to consume it are the ones who are really interested in it. I have to do it every week, but I get to pick. And so, although there's a lot, um, I get to I get to sort of follow my uh, follow my my interests. I do a mixture of things that I've I've seen before that I'm just revisiting and some things that are newer. Um, I try to mix it between movies and books and TV shows and things like that and try to balance out the workload so that I'm not having to watch a couple of three-hour-long movies every week for mm-hmm. the podcast because that would be brutal. It still can get um, it still can be difficult from time to time, um, but that's that's generally it. I, I would say in terms of what I what I do, especially on TV, I'm fortunate. You mentioned it at the top of the show that one of the podcasts I do is with Tim Goodman from the Hollywood Reporter, and since he is the chief TV critic there, he's giving me the lowdown on shows to watch out for and shows to avoid, and that helps me a little bit. Because if he says just don't even bother, that's a good you know, like I'm not going to even bother because <laughs> I don't have enough time. And when he says this is an amazing show, you need to check it out. I will I will do so and have discovered some pretty great shows from from that. He he knows what he's talking about. I, it's a it's good that he's in that job. Yeah. So but it's it's a constant uh, it's a constant challenge. It's a good problem to have, right? What how am I going to be entertained today? But it is definitely an organizational challenge. Yeah. If he recommends a show, you're going to clear your schedule to make sure that you watch what he recommends or DVR yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly right. No, it's true, and I, I, I can't tell you how many uh, good shows I've uncovered based on that. That's a that's a great resource to have available at your disposal. Yes, to talk to a. I recommend that everybody talk to a professional <laughs> TV critic once a week for an hour. Um, out of all the podcasts that you're involved with as a host or co-host, is there one that you can say is your favorite, or is that not a fair question? Just like asking a parent which of their children is their favorite. <laughs> Yeah, I would say I'd say it's not entirely fair. I think that the core, the ones that I invest the most brain power in, are the incomparable and upgrade, um, because those are the ones where the incomparable. I'm the producer and editor, and I've been doing it the longest, and that's my that's my baby, that's my show, 
Um, and I would say upgrade because I feel like that is my uh, biggest beachhead into my professional side, my my technology professional commentator side, and that's you know 90 minutes a week on a Monday where we are breaking down everything that's going on in technology and what's Apple up to and all of those sort of things. And I'd say that is a that is the best representation of my professional self as a technologist. Um, and the incomparable is sort of the flip side of that is the best representation of myself as a uh, as a, a fan of entertainment but you know we talked um you were saying you know what what resources you use so that you stay up on it and uh, you know i find the same with my podcast people say well what music are you listening to these days bruce and this is no joke this morning i woke up with a song in my head and i kind of shook off the cobwebs and thought what is that song and it was a song that, that i played last week on the podcast uh twin kennedy they're they're uh, twin sisters uh, from Western Canada that now live in Nashville. Um, but listeners, go back and, and listen to that. That was a fun one. And, and here's the song in my head. And so, you know, it's like, where do you have time to step out and listen to music that's not for the podcast, Bruce? And what I'm driving at is, so there is also a difference. I wonder, do you spend any time looking at the podcasting industry and saying, instead of content for my shows, I'm actually looking at what's going on in the world of podcasting? Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. I think that's one of the, um, again, going back to the early days of the web, that's the exciting thing about being in a new medium is is people are trying different things. And so like when Serial came out, everybody everybody uh, was talking about that. But I think Serial was very interesting to see how how a, a narrative nonfiction show like that could be built and the, the sound elements that they used and the way they chose to do it. As, as a producer and an audio editor, I was very interested in that. Uh, aside from... Any other, you know, any other aspect of podcasting, just to see like, how did they do it and how do they tell that story, and is that applicable to something I do, and how much work would that be, and and some of it is the calculation. I mean, I have a friend who made a show that's very much in the style of something like Serial about technology, um, to see if a tech podcast with the production values of Serial would have an impact, and the the answer was that the amount of effort he spent on it was like ten times what he spent on the previous wow. iteration of that wow. show, and the audience didn't change wow so, so it was it was fun to explore that but um but you always are balancing that with like is there going to be a payoff for the extra work or yeah. is it really not going to be but i would hate to close my mind to any um anything that anybody's doing in podcasting because we don't know i mean just sitting here i'm taking note of the way that you structure your podcast and communicate with your audience and i'm thinking to myself and that's really interesting that he's citing past episodes and he's reminding people mid-show about social media and how to get in touch with uh, with your podcast and subscribe to mm -hmm. it and i don't do a lot of that and I start to ask myself should I do more of that <laughs> so I'm yeah I'm always I'm always trying to look and, and anytime somebody says oh you got to listen to this this is really interesting I'm, I'm my ears perk up yeah and things like you know Facebook groups that are specific to podcasting or uh, back home we have the Florida Podcasters Association so going to that gathering every month and learning from other podcasters about what they're doing and that's why I wondered again did you find a way to get more than 24 hours into a day? Yeah. That's why I wondered, you know, does Jason have time to get into just looking at what's happening in podcasting? That's why I asked that. Yeah, I'm fortunate to have people around me too who I try to use as leads, not just somebody like Tim at The Hollywood Reporter, but like I have a friend who's a very avid book reader and honestly, most of the books on my book list these days are either uh, on some of the awards short lists or their books Scott says I should read because mm -hmm. Scott knows he reads a lot of books <laughs> and if he recommends a book to me... It's probably a book I should read. And, and that goes for podcasts, too, where people will say, like, hello from the Magic Tavern is a good example.
example where somebody said, oh, you got to listen to this. It's really great. And I have no perception or no conception going into it about what it was going to be. I, and I, and it, w it was really great and very different from what I'd seen before. So relying on my network a little bit to help me out, to give yeah. me uh, the word of mouth. Is, Absolutely. Is, is part of it. Nice. I am Bruce Wozniak and joining me today on location here in Anaheim, California is Jason Snell. He is the host or co-host of several podcasts. Check him out online at www.sixcolors.com and follow him on Twitter. His handle is J Snell, as in the letter J followed by Snell. On his website, you will find links to the various podcasts that he is a part of whether it's a website for the podcast or a link to a platform to listen to it on. Some of those shows have their own social media as well. So get online and check it all out, www.sixcolors.com. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nhte.net. It stands for Now Hear This Entertainment, nhte.net. For every episode of this show, we've got the full audio, the guest's photo, a link to their website, and quotes from the guest on each show. Sign up for the e-newsletter while you're there at nhte.net and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free. It makes it so easy to get the show every week on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or by following if you're on SoundCloud. We're thrilled to be on Google Play Music too. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nhte.net to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and to follow on Twitter and or Instagram. If you're a new listener to the show, thank you. And please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. I always recommend that you start with episode 101, where we did a best of from some of the first 100 episodes. As always, many thanks, of course, to those who are not first-time listeners. I very much appreciate your time and your interest and support. Wow, we are now up to 124 countries around the world where this show has gotten listeners from. Thank you all so much. And as I mentioned earlier, remember that when you're looking for music, books, whatever, go to nhte.net and click on the tall Amazon banner to get there so that you can help this show in the process of buying whatever it is that you need from Amazon. Jason, I mentioned way back in the intro of this show, a bunch of podcasts. I believe, though, there might there might actually be others still that you're involved with that I didn't mention. Is that possible? Do you oh, want to yeah. plug those as well? Yeah, well, so there are a lot. So uh, on, on Relay, there's Upgrade, which we've mentioned, Clockwise, which is the 30-minute podcast. Liftoff, you mentioned, which is a space-related podcast. There's a new podcast also on Relay called Free Agents, which is um, a, a guy... Um, who, named David Sparks, uh, he, and, he and I uh, both recently left our uh, longtime jobs and set out as independent workers. So we talk about that experience and uh -huh. things that people who are living an independent lifestyle or are thinking of going out on their own would, you know, should need to consider. So that's on the relay front. And then on the Incomparable Network, in addition to the main Incomparable show, I do a show called Robot or Not, which is between one and five minutes long every week uh -huh. where we debate whether something is a robot or not. It's a Such sort of as? A, Give, give a quick example. Uh, such as a pool sweeper ah. <laughs> or uh, the Terminator. <laughs> it covers the gamut. We, we've covered, we're almost at 100 episodes of that. Uh, it covers the gamut. It's an, it is intentionally absurd and funny. Um, and I, uh, so we also do a show called Total Party Kill, which is a Dungeons and Dragons game being played live that we carve up into one hour long episodes. That seems to be a trend in podcasting. I wasn't actually aware of it when we started doing it, but it turns out we were doing it at the same time that a lot of other people were doing it. You thought you were a trendsetter. Yeah. But it turns out not. And then um, there are there are a few others, but uh, uh, the, those are probably the main ones. Um, and then during the various uh, TV show seasons, we actually, there's still, the TV podcast still exists and we will carve mm. it out to 
talk about episodes of particular TV shows. So when a couple of shows that I really love come back on the air, we'll do a weekly breakdown of every episode as it airs. But that's we're off season now, so it gives me a little <laughs> bit of a break. And then, oh, and I, I produce a show called Pod for Ham, which is actually about the, the musical Hamilton, where that's a project for, for this year where we're doing an episode about every song in the musical. Um, and I'm booking the guests, um, but I'm not on most of the episodes, but I'm, I'm I'm booking the the guests and then I'm producing the episodes. I'm editing the episodes, which has been there's some technical challenges because we have a bunch of new people who are not used to um, doing podcasting, uh-huh. but, and it's been really exciting. A bit of a technical challenge. The audio quality can sometimes be problematic, but um, that's been a lot of fun to do something so different where people are talking about um, songs from a musical every week. Instead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, crazy as this might sound, is there a podcast idea you have in mind that you'd <laughs> oh, like oh to God. also do at some do you point? Get the impression that perhaps I'll, I, I'm I'm suddenly uh, putting all of my ideas into practice here. Um, I throw, I, I, I throw around ideas, uh, from time to time, but I feel like one of the, one of the advantages of the podcast that I'm doing now is that I have a lot of room to explore doing things a little bit differently here and there uh, instead of, uh, you know, when we talk about podcasting, one of the great things about it is that it's a subscription relationship, just like magazines were when Mm -hmm. I worked in magazines. you, You say, yes, I want to get this. And then it comes to you every week or month or whatever. And, um, and so, I'm always aware that if I create a new podcast, I'm kind of making a commitment to keep doing it. And that's, I'm doing a lot already. I, I don't know if I necessarily want to make that commitment, but I do have some shows where I can veer off of the format. I did, when David Letterman retired last year, we did an episode of The Incomparable that instead of it being a panel discussion like it usually is, I did five interviews with different people who were big fans of David Letterman. And I told my own story of growing up watching him. And I did that in a very much more This American Life kind of storytelling kind of way. And that was fun to do. It was a lot of work, but it was fun. And that show is flexible enough to let me do that. So a lot of my ideas are sort of like um, either could I do an episode like that inside some other show or I'm talking to somebody else and one of the nice things about doing having this little network inside the incomparable is uh, sometimes I suggest that other people do those shows instead of me <laughs> and encourage them that it's a really good idea and maybe they should take it on and do it without me. Very interesting. Very interesting. That's a kind of a... Um a, a, a battle that rages on in your head to say, you know, stop giving me ideas. I have enough to do. <laughs> no, it is it is uh, something I talk about on the Independent Workers podcast. Free agents uh, is very much that, which is you have to be able to say no, and 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 you get excited about new projects, but you have to figure out where they're going to slot in. And I've known people who have taken on huge projects um, all the time, and then they just abandon them all. And I'm I like to believe that I'm a I'm a finisher. And I, uh, if I'm going to start something, I'm going to finish it. And so that makes me um, sometimes wary to overcommit to things. But, I, but yeah, you get ideas and you're like, oh, that would be really great, but I can't. And, and the, like I said, The Incomparable has given me a place for that. We talked for a long time about how we would love to do a, a, a podcast that's a game show or different mm. game shows that we could play because we had fun doing those. And now we have that. But it's a rotating group of people. I do some of them, but most of them I don't do. And it's great because it exists in the world. It was a fun idea. Other people get to play in that world. And I don't have another thing I have to grind on every couple of weeks. Well, but it's also fun to say, I don't want to I don't want to say, you know, it's my show. I could do whatever I want, you know. But here I am on episode 143 with you. And a couple times along the way have said, you know, maybe the listeners want to hear something. I mean, listeners, go back and check out um, episode 29 
line with Carly Perez. She was a, a former WWE diva, so it fit under the entertainment umbrella. And, and now she's gone on to, to big things with, with Lucha Underground. And then similarly, in 2014, when I went to the first ever podcast movement, um, Srini Rao was was one of the keynotes. And I was just so moved by, by his talk. And uh, of course, it doesn't hurt to be able to market your show when you're in the early stages that it was only episode 32 of my show and to say, you know, this guy and Glenn Beck are like this and listeners, I've got my finger wrapped around mm-hmm. my pinky. Um, so, you know, to have someone like that and, and Serini gave a really different perspective on that show, but I thought it was one that was really kind of uh, empowering one that was really motivational. Um, so, you know, trying to stick with the usual flow, but every once in a while, something pops up in your head where you say, you know what, this would kind of be a neat route to go, even if just for this one time. Right. Right. And if your show is flexible enough to allow that, then, then you get to do that. Yeah. Uh, is there such a thing you, you mentioned that you can listen to podcasts, uh, you know, shower, washing dishes, walking, walking the dog, but if there is such a thing as free time for you away from podcasting, what interests do you have? And, and again, not listening to other podcasts or, or you know, reading Macworld. Well, I, I think one of the... Fun, you mentioned sports, uh, One I know. of the connections of... Uh, yeah, I'm a big baseball fan. Um, one of the connections that, that I've made over the years, I think, is that I'm fortunate enough to work in the media and have the have making things be the thing that is essentially my hobby as well and you know the fact is the incomparable podcast the main show generates some revenue through advertising a lot of the spin-off shows do almost none and they're all passion projects for me and so i'm i'm very fortunate to be in the position where m- uh, the stuff that i make for a living is also uh, connected to the stuff that I make as my hobby. So yes, I would say podcasting is also the thing that I do for fun. And mm-hmm. um, sometimes there's crossover and sometimes there's not. You know, I'm I'm married. I've got a couple of kids. So doing stuff with the family, um, going for walks, walking the dog uh, with the family, uh, going for hikes. And you know, I live in Marin County. It's beautiful there. We get try, try to get out and about. I'm a college football fan for a team that isn't very good. So there's some suffering. Who is, the, who is the college team? The Cal, the Cal Bears. Okay, because I was also going to ask who your baseball team is. Uh, the San Francisco Giants. I, okay. I'm Northern okay. California born and raised, so it's definitely Northern California stuff um, all around. But yeah, so it's 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 a mixture. But I, you know, the fact is that some of the favorite stuff I have is reading and watching movies and TV shows, and then talking about them and making and putting kind of commentary about them out into the world, and, and that leads right back into the podcast. There you go. So I'm sort of productizing my. Um, my passions a little bit. Well, uh, Jason, one final question as we wind down these last two months of the year, anything that you want to tell listeners about uh, to look out for from you in 2017? Well, I would just say keep watching uh, sixcolors.com and theincomparable.com and uh, and relay.fm where my tech stuff is because you know I'm going to keep on filling those channels with, with stuff. Um, I'm looking forward to when this uh, Hamilton project ends, which will be right at the end of the year, that that gives me a slot to do some other project. And I'm not quite sure what that will be, but that will that will expire. That was a limited run, one year only. And, uh, and that's good because that gives me some time to spend either to relax or maybe to do some other project. I always love the uh, the promotional aspect. It's like when an artist comes on my show and says, well, I'm not really sure uh, how many songs there are going to be in the album. We've got uh, nine recorded so far, and I'm not sure when it's coming out. It's like, well, I guess you're going to have to follow them online to, to keep up and find out. So uh, nicely said. And thank you so much for your time today. Enjoyed meeting you and really enjoyed the conversation. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you bet. Listeners, that will do it for this week's episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere 
sincere thanks to fellow podcaster Jason Snell. Do check him out online. Visit www.sixcolors.com and follow him on Twitter too. His handle is J Snell, as in the letter J followed by Snell. On his website, sixcolors.com, you will find links to the various podcasts that he is a part of, whether it's a website for the podcast or a link to a platform to listen to it on. Some of those shows have their own social media as well, so get online and check it all out. He just also mentioned the incomparable.com and relay.fm. Don't forget to also visit www.nhte.net and sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address. And of course, please do subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends about it. Give us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio too, hopefully accompanied by a five-star rating. That really does help the show a lot. If you are listening on SoundCloud, remember that you can like and repost episodes is how you share on that platform. And you can also follow on SoundCloud. Let's get your feedback on the show too. Post your comments or questions on the Now Hear This Facebook page. There are links to it and Twitter and even the Now Hear This official YouTube channel on nhte.net. Plus, there's a link there to this show on Instagram. Or send us an email. The email address is on the contact page of nhte.net. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you again next week on another episode of Now Hear This Entertainment.